0: All right, now we got on the line. We got Chris Lo the beat reporter for the New York Jets. And Chris, how you doing, man? I'm
1: good, Greg. How's it going?
0: Not bad, not bad. Uh, nice to be in the city. You know, uh, it's, it's a little bit of travel from Connecticut, but I, I don't mind coming in every once in a while, especially if I get to talk to you.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I'm happy to be with you. And uh, unfortunately, wish we had uh, better times to talk about regarding the Jets, but uh, one and eight. Is one and eight, and it's uh, about as bad as it can get for the team right now.
0: I was gonna say, yeah, one and eight. Did did you did you see this coming?
1: Not at all, uh, and I'm not ashamed to admit I thought this was gonna be a team that would be in the in the race for probably a wild card spot in the AFC, going back to the beginning of the regular season.
0: It's been a kind of a weird two seasons because coming into last year, everybody was talking about how this team could only win three games, five games, all year. And they ended up going eight and eight, and it's like, wow, you know, Rex Ryan did a phenomenal job and you know, maybe if they just get a little bit more offense and then they let Antonio Cromartie walk. But still people coming into the season, much like you did, you know, thought, you know, they could build off of what they did last year and possibly contend for a wild card spot. So it's been kind of a, a weird last two years.
1: Yeah. Uh- and I was definitely guilty of, of drinking the Kool Aid. Um, I, I think we a were, lot of us were. Yeah, I think I think we were encouraged by some of the things we saw uh, towards the end of last season. And kind of looking back on it, big picture hindsight's twenty twenty, uh, you know, some of the teams they played down the stretch last season maybe wasn't the stiffest competition they'd face. It was Geno Smith's uh, best part of the season, really. That stretch, those last three games, actually, uh, the regular season was the best football he had played. So it gave you reason for optimism going into the off season. I thought he had a good camp. I thought he had a good preseason. I thought he was ready to go, and he hit the ground running. And uh, it was really back to a lot of the same mistakes and the same things that plagued him uh, at times as a rookie.
0: Yeah, and as we know, it's a quarterback-driven league, and if you don't have one, you basically don't have much of a shot. But um, sticking with the offense, and Percy Harvin you mentioned, he's, he was very effective last week. Not They almost tried to force-feed him the ball in his first game, but he was very effective last week in uh, in Kansas City. Do you expect more of the same this weekend and maybe going forward? And did you like this move that the Jets made?
1: I did like the move, and I was actually very opposed to some of the criticism the Jets were getting the time they made the move, people saying, oh, it's too little, too late. Why would you make the move now? You know, we don't know exactly when the Seahawks decided to pull the trigger on on. Hey, we're going to definitely trade Percy Harvin. So people were kind of painting it as a as a desperation move by John Idzik. At, you know, because of the nature of where the Jets were at in their losing streak. And there's a lot of things to throw darts at Idzik for. I didn't think that trade was one of them. Uh, I understood understood the baggage that that Harvin brought with him from Seattle and even from Minnesota. But low risk. If The Jets are going to hang on to him. It's a fourth round pick. If they don't hang on to him, it's a sixth round pick. So to me, the it was. It was worth the opportunity to to get him into Florham Park and get him into the Jet Locker Room and, and see if he could be a difference maker for them.
0: Yeah, no, he he's not a type top-flight wide receiver, but he's, like you said, he's very versatile. He can do a lot of different things. He's not a bad wide receiver. You don't really have a clear-cut number one on this team. You know, they paid Eric Decker like a number one wide receiver, and um, another guy that they paid, you know, to come here, Chris Johnson. And, and he was kind of complaining about his involvement in the offense not really getting as much of a workload as Chris Ivory, which I thought was you know, warranted because Chris Ivory looked like he was hitting the hole hard, he was running hard, he was having a much better year than Chris Johnson was. Chris Johnson just seemed to kind of be over the hill a little bit, but he actually got more involved last week. Do you expect more of this going forward or, or should we expect more of... A split in the backfield.
1: I think it's hard to say. Uh, I think it's a week-to-week type, type thing. I think in a perfect world, they'd like to get both guys and Bilal Powell also involved. That's but uh, the problem when you're 1-8, and eight, you're losing, you're behind in a lot of games, yeah. and that's going to lead you to have to throw the football more.
0: you are going against the Steelers this week, who have actually been pretty surprising in, in Big Ben. How about 12 touchdowns in the last two games? Six apiece. Uh, can the Jets do anything with their secondary to slow this guy down right now?
1: Well, I don't know I don't know if we're going to look for him to have six again. I mean, three straight weeks. Of,
0: I've got him one more fantasy team, uh, so I kind of hope he does. Yeah, and I know <laughs>
1: that, that, look, the Jets secondary has been the, the punchline of a lot of jokes. Yeah. People say, well, if Roethlisberger threw six each against the Colts and the Ravens, what's he going to do to the Jets secondary? But, I mean, in this league, it's very difficult, mm-hmm. as we know, to put those kind of streaks together.
0: Their, their mind is 15 on the season in the turno- turnover battle, so that definitely doesn't bode well for the Jets. But a way you might be able to attack Pittsburgh is, is through the air. They've given up 355 yards through the air, only 103 on the ground. So my thought was, you know, maybe you get Michael Vick going. Maybe you do it because my thought was that they're going to come out and they're going to think, hey, the Jets are going to try to ground and pound us. They're going to try to run the ball. Why not get Vick a little bit, kind of treat him like a rookie quarterback almost, get him some easy completions in the you know in the beginning of the game so they don't go three and out, maybe move the ball a little bit. A couple screens, a couple slants, play action fake, get things going, get the offense moving a little bit, and maybe you'll be able to make some hay with the running game so you won't get down so quickly, and maybe they'll actually be able to utilize Chris Ivory and Chris Johnson.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, the one thing we know about a Marty Morningweg offense is he's going to want to throw the football. I mean, the, yeah. the, the Jets are up there. And look, you, you, the stats wouldn't lend to that. They're dead last in passing yards, number three in in run in the run game. Yep. But uh, Morningwig likes to throw it. So I think, again, what's, what's happened to the Jets in a lot of these games is, you know, it's, okay, if they win the, win the coin toss and they defer, uh, the opposing offense comes right down the field. We saw it last week in Kansas City. You go back to the home game against the Bills a couple weeks ago, they won the toss, Rex the Decided, okay, we'll receive. Gino and company went three and out, and then he had th- the next three possessions were all interceptions. Yeah. So uh, they they've just continue to shoot themselves in the foot. Uh, again, I, I do think, sure, they, they would love to find a way to, you know, uh, expose this Steelers secondary, find a way to throw the ball and put some, put some yards and some points on the board. They just haven't been able to do that on a consistent basis.
0: All right, Chris Presty, man, thank you so much for coming on and uh, taking a couple minutes and talking to me.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, man.